before we start, here's a message from one of our friends. Give us an opportunity to make you develop our own opinion, you know? I mean, how dare we? How dare we develop <laughs> our own opinions? Hi everyone, it's Ria, the host of Femme on Film, where a guest and I talk about films made by women, starring women, for women. These are films that have often been overlooked or unfairly derided, or where female filmmakers haven't been given the same chances as their male counterparts. And sometimes it's just a chance to talk about films that we love that happen to be made by women. If you like fun, insightful and patriarchy smashing chats about film, come and have a listen. Femon Film is part of the Comics and Motion Network and can be found in all your podcast apps. So come and join us. Smash the patriarchy! <laughs> Welcome to the show where people share their passions. Everyone is geek about something. I'm your super dummy Paul on a mission to learn from people's experiences. This is Era of Geek. Big thank you to today's guest for sparing some time in their busy schedule to talk to me. The internet wasn't too kind to us and we had some connection issues, but they kindly persevered. Something slightly different today and that we talk about their upcoming album. But let's let them explain. My name's Cowboy Coder. Uh, just recently released an album called Code Rage, which uh, basically helps to bring bring technology and art kind of together and the whole the whole premise of the album is really like uh, kind of how coding kind of is a metaphor for life and how there's certain rules that we all have to kind of abide by when we come into this existence and sometimes you kind of have to like massage or bend around those rules to kind of make things happen and it kind of has like a whole evolutionary journey as you go through the album. And it it kind of culminates in one of the songs called Third Generation, where we have uh, several different genres coming together, and blending together. And that's kind of the, the basic theme of the album, if you will. This is kind of my musical debut into the music world. And that's kind of how it all got started. Like COVID was a big, uh, big impetus for that i know it's kind of a shared experience through humanity but basically like during covid you fi- you find like oh i've got i guess i've got more free time than i thought <laughs> i actually had and you go to and you start to gravitate towards things that you used to love or that you had as a hobby and that's kind of what music's always been that for me so that's kind of what led me into the foray the music world brilliant so is this something is this an idea that's been on your mind for a while, these sorts of songs? I've always like uh, loved the idea of how technology and music could blend together. And I've always been fascinated by musical technology. So I don't know if you've ever looked at things like binaural beats and kind of consciousness and how music and technology can impact like our emotional states. So I've always I've always been fascinated by that. And I always wanted to kind of like bring forth some of the the background in the tech world that I had into a, like a musical expression. 
So yeah, that's always been in the back of my mind. So it's it's really cool to kind of see it come to fruition and see it uh, evolve and go out into the world. It's it's really kind of cool because this is it is a really personal album because obviously it ties in um, coding, but also you've got stories from your childhood. You've got a song about where you're from. It's a real personal album, right? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and and I think that's what it was like. That's one thing that. You know, I collaborated a lot with MC Lars on this, and um, that was his whole thing was like finding your musical identity and like how how that relates to like kind of your background. And so, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of very like deep personal stories that are intertwined into the whole album. It really brings a certain something. My favorite song is probably a boy in his medal that's been bouncing around my nice. for the last nice. few days and just the message it's really it's a really lovely song oh fantastic i i do get that a lot it's really kind of a catchy tune isn't it it kind of like it kind of sticks there you know like it's very memorable i'm glad you appreciate that it just makes it so personal it's a great way to start the album off because it's like this is me this is what i am right so how did it come to be that you got connected with mc lars my girlfriend went to college with uh, Lars back in uh, Stanford and he would, he, so they always kept in touch with each other. And then he would come to Austin for South by Southwest, which is um, a music festival that the city puts on every year. And uh, he'd always come down and we'd hang out. We'd go to some of the shows. And then in February of 2020, right before you know COVID hit, um, he came and we kind of connected at that point. And basically, you know, we were talking about doing musical stuff. And then as everything got locked out, it was like, wow, we both have some free time that we can <laughs> kind of connect more with, you know. And so that's that's kind of how that kind of evolved <laughs> because it was like everyone's remote now. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's crazy to think that it's just kind of a happenstance meeting. And he's just like, yeah, okay. Why not? We've got time now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, that's what was. That's what I think was kind of cool about COVID. I think a lot of people hopefully connected with something that they loved from the past that they could reconnect with. You know, it's the one good thing that's come out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one good thing. You just give us one. <laughs> <laughs> so, is this? Is do you think this is something that you're going to continue with? Do you have more songs in mind? Do you have more albums in mind? Yeah. I've definitely there's a there's a couple of things that are um, kind of percolating, if you will, in terms of like where where I want to go musically and stuff. Um, one of them one of them is uh, a, kind of a UFO themed. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, I'm not sure if you're into that at all, but I've always been fascinated by the UFO kind of mythology and lore, and so like there's some ideas that are percolating there that I'm like, yeah, that might make make some for some interesting songs and, and music, you know, and um, I'm kind of, I'm genre wise, I'm kind of drawn towards EDM at the moment, but right. I, 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 you probably noticed like the the album is uh, jo- not really genre specific. Mm. It kind of bounces from one genre to another, to another, to another. And that was the other thing I loved about making the album was um, it was just free reign on like what, what is it, what calls to you musically and to like try to do a song that maybe I've always liked that genre, but never really written a song in that genre. So it was 
it's quite fascinating to do stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, because you talked about the album being sort of a journey, and it, it does feel like the further down the album you get, the more sort of modern and electronic right. music goes. And then, of course, you earn yeah. of Kerncraft 4000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I love the story of that song. Like, um, it's so fascinating to me that they... I don't know if you're familiar with like the history of it, but like no. they released it like back in 2000 or around the, around 2098, maybe. And um, there were two versions of it. And one of the versions made its way, you know, it was, they, they produced it out of Italy and then it made its way to like Germany and like Germany just went wild with it. And they're like, Oh no, that's not the version we wanted to release. <laughs> I don't know why, but then it was like, they couldn't control it. It just had a life of its own. Wow. <laughs> you know, I just love like accidental, you know, successes like that, I guess, you know, like, so, but it's a fascinating song. It's like, it was a fun song to do as well. So what's your favorite song of the album yourself? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that is a, a tough one to answer. I feel like they're like my children, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but um I think music musically, I love Linux Administrator. I don't know why the melody of it just kind of I just connect with it so much, um, and I love that it's kind of like a, it's kind of like that age old power struggle of like administrators versus like users of the system and stuff, you know. And um, I think that's the one that like calls to me the most. But I love, I, of course, I love I love them all. Um, you know, doing the Code Rage video was so much fun. Like just being able to like go out and smash stuff, you know, <laughs> get rage out. <laughs> that was really fun. We thought about doing it in what's called a rage room. Uh, but the director was like, what if we did it outside where it's like you get this nice contrast of like nature and technology, you know? And I was like, that's a that's a great idea. So that's kind of that's kind of how we went to that. But I, I am fascinated by these rage rooms because, um, you know, rage and anger kind of has like this bad connotation in society, as it maybe kind of should, because like we don't want everyone running around angry. <laughs> but I also think it's like um, there needs to be some expression of that or there needs to be an outlet, you know, to kind of like let some of that angst out. And so I think I find it fascinating that this is like now a thing that people can go do, you know, like go into a room and just like smash stuff. <laughs> and then be like, ah, I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need more of them, those rooms, and then we'll have less crime. Get, get yes, the rage yeah. out. <laughs> exactly. Let's get it out in the room so we don't bring it to the rest of the world. Exactly. Absolutely. Are there any thoughts to do any any videos for the other songs then? Or yeah, we've got. Uh, I did do a video on the Kerncraft song, and that yeah. that'll come out shortly. Um, and that's it's kind of a fun fun one because it's like it has like here's some other history about that song. Um, there was this. It was it was built off of a video game that was called Lazy Jones, and within Lazy Jones there were several video games inside of that so it was a video game within a video game and it, it was called stardust inside of lazy jones and so it's just me basically kind of it kind of builds up to it but it basically is just me playing the video game so it's like a video of that yeah and so we'll 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 have that one out shortly and i i do kind of want to do some more 
videos. I don't know if we'll, you know, when we'll be able to release them, but I think Linux, Linux administrator would be a good one to do just to kind of tell a story of that. Um, but yeah, it's so much fun to make the videos. Uh, and Max is a great director. Uh, he's really good at coming up with concepts. It does seem like I was talking to Tony, who was the one who put me in contact with MC last to begin with. Oh yeah. And, um, and both of us were just saying, it just seems like the whole thing is you having fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just, we need more of that. It, it comes across so much that even if it's your, your kind of music, which I completely appreciate, yeah, you can enjoy it because it's someone just having fun. Yeah, yeah. That is so true. I've, that's, I'm glad you, you picked up on that because that, that was something I definitely wanted to capture when we were recording and everything it was like just having just that vibe of having fun, you know, and that it really was like, I loved making this album because it was, it really was, it was really cool. Like I got to go to New York and record the actual lyrics uh, with, with Lars. And that was, that was just like so cool, but he was really, he was really good about that of like, just be relaxed and just have fun because that's like, that's the energy you want to have in this in the songs themselves because whatever that's what he was saying about like when you record music with lyrics especially like you can pick up on the the tone and the uh emotion uh that you're bringing forth into it so yeah i'm glad i'm glad thanks for that observation too like that's uh it's good to get that feedback because that it was definitely something that i i, I wanted the album to have that feel to it yeah. so that's cool no, it definitely does. I mean, you, as you say, it's sort of a a story going through the album and you kind of do feel like all the different emotions, whether you intend it or not, like yeah. the, a boy in his medal, you can you can feel sort of the, you know, the the looking back on your life. Yeah. And obviously, Code Rage, there is some rage. Yeah, there. yeah. It's quite... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's really cool. But yeah, it just shows. It is such a it shows it's such an, a personal thing to you as well. You're not just doing it because you think this is what people want and what people are going to buy. This is right. something that you want to do because you like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's that authenticity, right? That you capture. Obviously you're, you're the cowboy coder. That's what you do for work. You've got interest in music. So I was wondering if you could sort of give us uh, like a brief history of your life, like where, where your interests in your work have kind of yeah. evolved over the years yeah absolutely yeah that's a great question uh so i i've been involved with technology for like 15 or 20 years now um and i started out kind of just being fascinated about like all the great like innovations that you can do with technology and how you can like build solutions that can add value to people's lives um I think that's just something that that I was that I was drawn into like out of university and I've, and I've always had like before I got into technology I've always like had my you know one foot in the music world wanting wanting to like kind of do songs and do music at some level and so I just kind of carried that all along like kind of as a hobby that I would do when I was a you know whenever I was coding and I couldn't come up when you get stuck, I would always like play music and and that would help me to kind of like get back into like more of a flow state. And that's something I'm really like, really passionate about is like 
how do you, how do you get into like um, a consciousness level that will let you bring forth solutions into the world that are almost, I don't know if you'd call them divinely inspired or whatever, but that somehow you're tapping into an intelligence source that, that will help guide you in your solution. And that's kind of like uh dreamscapes is one of the songs on the album that mm. kind of emulates that concept. And, and that's kind of, um, so getting back to kind of like, my history. Once I got out of university, I went, I worked, I worked in Houston for a while for a consulting firm uh, called Ernst and Young. And uh, I really didn't like the big, big corporate structure of that environment. So I went and worked for a startup called Vignette in Austin, Texas. That's how I, that's how I moved to Austin was working for Vignette. And that's actually reflected, like that was in 2001 when I went there. And that's what the song B01 is about, is that journey to the startup world, right. startup world of the dot-com boom and bust. And it was, um, that whole experience was like kind of surreal. Like it was, because when it, when I first joined Vignette, it was just, everything was insane. Like everything was super posh and like they catered breakfast and lunch and dinner and they had ping pong tables and video games everywhere. It just felt like a big playground, you know? Uh, and so I loved being in this, in the small startup world. And then like, after I kind of bounced around from startup to startup to startup and then ended up kind of doing my own consulting for a long time, uh, where I was just an independent contractor, independent consultant. Uh, building, you know, enterprise solutions for large companies and stuff. And so that's kind of like my professional technical kind of foray of how, how I journeyed through, through space and time, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, like I said, um, as I started, as COVID started to come down, I just started to really connect more with music. And I wanted to be like, okay, I want to, I want to make a good run at this and see like what what I can put out in the world and see what kind of audience it can build. And that's kind of like the journey of how Cowboy Coyote came to be. And I guess I should also kind of mention like this is kind of a funny story about how okay, where did Cowboy Coder come from? Hmm. Uh, when I worked at Vignette, I was in charge of kind of doing some of their mergers and acquisitions. And at least on the technical side, and they brought me out to the Bay Area and started doing a technical due diligence on one of the uh, portal companies out there. It was called Epicentric at the time, and Vignette acquired Epicentric, and I had to kind of like technically make it work together. And all of the people up from there were they were out in the Bay Area. They were very academic, very theoretical, very rigid. And how like they they built their APIs and did everything, and it really didn't fit together very well. And like we just started, like me and I had a team of people. They're like just cowboy coder to get this thing to work, and it was like, okay, if that's what you want to call it, <laughs> but it but we made it work. And and that's the whole thing of like what is cowboy coding? Cowboy coding has kind of a bad connotation, but the way I view it. It's like 
you're stripping off like the rules and the frameworks that everyone wants you to form into. And you're actually, by doing that, you're becoming more creative. You're becoming more innovative. And, and it's like, it's always that balance between like structure and, and freedom to, to like create things. And so like, that's really in my mind, like what cowboy coding is. It's like, you're basically taking these frameworks that are out there and you're leveraging it to make like better and better solutions. And you do that outside the realms of like methodology and and formal methods and stuff like that. So I don't know. That's kind of like how that whole notion came to be. And and that's kind of, I just thought it'd be like an interesting physical identity, if you will, to kind of have put that, put that kind of label on it and be like, this is, this is how to be innovative and creative. But yeah, I think, I think that comes across as well, because as as you say, you've not stuck to a particular thing. You've not, there there are so many routes you could have gone down, which are mainstream for the way that you write these songs, the way that you do these songs. Um, Yeah. But to be fair, even doing these sorts of songs, it's not exactly mainstream. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. (laughs) It is really refreshing, just sort of, this is how you want to create things yourself. So why not? Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? Exactly. So it's kind of like, it all like, the art reflects the identity as well. So it's like, exactly what you're saying. It's like kind of that, that independent spirit of like, I'm going to go out in the world and do something that's not conventional. Hmm. And hopefully that, you know, it will build an audience that people can connect with. Hmm. Yeah. So what's your hopes for like in, I don't know, this is going to sound like such a job interview yeah. question, but like your, your five year plan, like where do you see yourself yeah. in five years? Like, <laughs> do you think this is always going to be something you do on the side to keep you happy? as well as your work or are you hoping that you know five years you're gonna this is what you'll be doing yeah i'm i'm hoping that it it becomes something that um i could commit more time and energy to um and i really i mean it's, it's interesting too like going on going on tour and stuff i don't that to me is fascinating because i feel like it's it it's really more of a younger person's game to, to, you know, kind of do the whole touring thing, but it is fun. It certainly is fun. I just think it's like a marathon to do like, you're going to do like seven or eight cities all in a week or something, you know? Like, um, but yeah, I, I do kind of see like me just continuing to do it. And as long as there's an audience that is, that likes it and gets value out of it, it, it would be like a dream come true to be like to have an audience that just keeps building and building and building every time you release something that would be like amazing. I would like people to kind of gravitate to it who uh, are looking for something different and unique that blends um, the concepts of technology and how it impacts our lives. And I would like, you know, kind of, I I would like like the audience to be gravitated to it for the many different layers that it has inside of it. Um, I feel like some of the songs are very catchy and will uh, hopefully put people in a, in a better mood. 
and and help them like maybe work through some rage if they are feeling that. Um, <laughs> and I would I would hope that um, the audience can also connect with like some of the deeper level meanings that are inside some of these songs uh, that kind of reflect how coding is a metaphor for like a lot of things that we find in life. And I'm hoping that people who do develop can appreciate that uh, symbolism. Code Rage will be available from all streaming services on October 14th. If you'd like a small taste, you can find the video for the single Code Rage on Cowboy Coder's YouTube channel. And the single Cowboy Coding C++ remix is available on streaming services now. As always, you can find some links in the show notes. You can find Cowboy Coder on social media, Cowboy Coder TX. And a big thank you to MC Lars for connecting me to Cowboy Coder. The word geek is fascinating to me because it's uh, it's like it's really just people that are super passionate. That's the way I view it, right? Like that they're super passionate about something, and that something could be sports or music or history or comic books or whatever. As always, thank you for listening. You can contact the show at Era of Geek on social media or head to superdummy.co.uk slash geek. If you like the show, please do leave a review and tell your friends. You can also leave a review on podchaser.com. <laughs>